everybody out there, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Uh, it's March, baby. Uh, I don't know how much of this weekend you spent watching uh, NCAA, Jordan, but I mean, some crazy Lots games. Um, I've got some, uh, I, I made my bracket again this year on the expectation that I would uh, easily have a perfect bracket. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and I know that we kind of talked about this uh, last week uh, on the Friday, but I mean, even more upsets going yep. down uh asbury we've kind of like uh, arizona number one seed almost getting upset yesterday yep. tcu they, they scraped by in overtime uh i mean you know so far how high have you been enjoying the tournament oh it's been it's been great i mean it's been so much fun like i said last episode i just got annie to blind me fill blindly fill out my bracket because mine always falls apart no matter how hard i try and we were doing really well at the beginning, like I said. And so we've kind of leveled out. We're back now to like, I don't know. It shows you what percentile your bracket's in. I'm like yeah, yeah. 68 or something. So we're doing okay, better than I normally do. Um, and it's just been fun watching uh, watching the games. There's been like the, the Wisconsin game was close against mm-hmm. uh, whoever it was. I think Iowa State yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, so many great games and uh, I'm excited to – to keep it going next Thursday, Friday, um, my favorite time of year, man. It's been incredible. Yeah. Well, and we were seeing the uh, we're seeing some of these guys that are going to be potentially coming into the the NBA uh, this coming off season. Uh, yep. You know, uh, Jabari from Auburn. Uh, we're gonna see, you know, how that goes. You know, obviously he ended up uh, taking yep. the L last night, uh, but you know he he'll he'll probably be back soon. Uh, you know, sooner than we think. Uh, you know, to show, to getting back to work, showing us what he's got. Uh, yeah. Potential number one overall pick there. Uh, and I mean, Chet Holmgren, he's still dancing. Uh, you know, he was kind of the consensus guy going into the year. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, the college system sometimes I, I would put more stock, to be honest, into their like senior year of high school than I would uh, the college system. Because, you know, sometimes like they might yeah. be that true freshman and they're starting against like a fifth year senior. Yeah. Uh, like I remember that was the whole thing with Richmond playing against Iowa in round one uh, was they had like five guys that were five, their fifth year seniors so yeah they, they had a 20-man uh roster because of that yeah because uh, all the guys that missed the covid year but then i was like wait but then we have a tournament after the covid year like why are yeah, they still yeah. here um <laughs> that's just that's just weird um but anyways um you know i'm, I'm just salty because richmond fucked me over on that uh that, that upset but uh everybody let's get back to nba talk and uh you know we we, we were homers so we gotta we gotta kick it right off here with the raptors upsetting the 76ers um but the the underdog raptors going into philly hostile territory and yeah. uh, you know to start start the game off looked like it was going to be a bit of a an ass whooping to be honest uh yeah. looked like the the 76ers uh, were going to do exactly kind of what a lot of people thought that would happen, uh, which, you know, was just use their size, dominate down low and, uh, you know, really, uh, really just beat the Raptors up. But, uh, you know, th- you can never count out of the heart of a champion. That's what no. they always say. And uh, the Raptors fought their way back, uh, scraped and clawed, and they really ugly the game up. Uh, and, and I mean, you got I think we got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, Precious Achua. Yes. 21 and nine. I mean, he was shooting. He looked his the, the jump shots looking pure right now from deep. I mean, uh, the three-point legend. If we can utilize him like that, I mean, holy shit. Now now we're talking, this is a complete game changer. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it, it came down to the wire there, those last couple seconds. Uh, we, the, I think that Nick Nurse, if he hasn't already, and I know they're playing the Bulls uh, as we're recording this on Monday. Yep. Um, man, they got to do some kind of like a, a hard, like high-intensity training uh, for practice to, to go over inbounding the ball. Uh, in uh, in the clutch and then shooting clutch tired free throws because yeah. 
Boucher and Scotty. That was uh, you, you guys almost sold. That was that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe it's all the minutes, Matt. That's that's what we've been, um, we've been yeah, saying. Sure. It's uh, yeah, all these guys are tired. No, no, no matter what happens, coming down to the end of a close game, you're you're gonna you know you got shaky legs out there. All the minutes you've been playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, he- hell of a win by the Raptors. I mean, they're they're also shorthanded. Like without Fred yeah. VanVleet on this one, uh, who I, I think he's slated to play today against the Bulls, but they're kind of managing his his knee. Um, but uh, like. Pascal Siakam for part of this game looked like the the best player on the floor. Like he was, he was mm-hmm. vintage uh, Siakam for a lot of this, you know, g- g- doing his, you know, classic cyclone little spinnies. Uh, but really it was actually, you know, working for the most part this time. He'd, he'd get into the paint um, and sort of instinctive, instinctively make his moves. Um, and, you know, when those shots, uh, when those type of shots are falling for him, he looks really good, like all NBA level yeah. type guy. Cause he's so long. Um, and can kind of attack you from further out. Like he doesn't have to start in the mid post. He can actually, you know, get in there with some ball handling skill, uh, you know, get, get his kind of hip on you, spin off you. Um, and he was, he was eating uh, and it was a, a really good and, you know, encouraging sign to see him doing that. Um, and then like the Raptors defense has sneakily been uh, really good through this stretch. Like I think it kind of took a dip in that uh, Lakers game uh, against, uh, you know, in Toronto, uh, which we might touch on a little bit, but uh, otherwise through that West coast road trip where they went five and oh, like the Raptors have really been flying around and playing good team defense, which they weren't doing, uh, you know, really at the beginning of the year, it was kind of more of a, you know, shaky, inconsistent, uh, you know, defensive effort from them. But uh, it it takes it takes a lot to to be able to slow down Embiid, uh, and you got to give pre- uh, credit to Achua for this for that too. He he was on him uh, for for a lot of this game, really bodied him up, uh, made it as hard on him as possible. And you know, twenty one and thirteen for Embiid is still a good stat line, but that's not not a monster Embiid game uh, that you're used to seeing. Um, and they pretty did a pretty good job uh, locking up Harden too. Only finished with seventeen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, g- got to give the Raptors defense credit for this one. You know, holding Philly to eighty eight points. Uh, that that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know how the, the Raptors pretty much made that their kind of game, uh, yeah. especially in Philadelphia, uh, with James Harden and Joel Embiid, you would think it's pretty hard, you know, take them out of their element. Um, but you know, they, they, they really, really did a good job of, uh, you know, uh, consolidating what they were going to be able to do. I mean, J- James Harden was uh, close to that triple double mark there, but I mean, yeah. uh, he he didn't really do too much really uh, throughout the game. I mean, he was facilitating well, and you know, he gets those help side rebounds. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the the, the bigger uh, and you kind of pointed it out, the bigger like point, more important point here, because again, uh, this could be a, a playoff matchup depending on how uh, things shake out. Because uh, you know, right right now, I believe they they'd be off by a little bit. Um, but the Cavs and the Raptors, depending on where they fall, six or seven, uh, yeah. and where the Sixers and the Bucks or whoever else that's uh, kind of messing around to the, the top of the East is, uh, decide to fall. This, this could be a first-round series. Yeah. Uh, and while Toronto's kind of had the, the Sixers number in the past, uh, with Joel Embiid and no real huge center presence uh, for the Raptors, you'd think he's going off for 35. But instead, yeah. you know, Achua – really, really puts the clamps on him. Uh, again, I mean, a bead gets his 11 free throw attempts, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy lives and dies there. Um, but I mean, if you can hold him to six for 20 shooting, I think that yep. you're pretty, pretty happy about that. Uh, yep. Any night, uh, let alone a night where you, uh, you are playing uh, as a team that's pretty well undersized against every yeah, single yeah, team. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but you know, point Scotty, he wasn't going to let it go. Uh, no. you know, I think that's, uh, it's pretty insane, you know, to be a rookie year and you pretty much played one through five, yeah. uh, at some point in your, uh, in, in that season. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he didn't have an exceptional game, but I mean, if you're literally putting like, it's not, a, I, I don't think there's any point guard, rookie point guards from this class. I mean, if you want to count Cade as a, a point guard, then sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's, there's not really a, uh, th- there's no other rookie. I think that could have put up a performance like this, uh, yeah. like coming off, uh, you know, and, and having to play a completely different role and position just kind yeah, of on exactly. the fly. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's been incredible. I mean, I think he's really making a, a late push, especially after that, again, to mention that, that Lakers game in Toronto, um, when he was uh, at a 30 and 15 game, like mm-hmm. he he's, he's going off making a, a late push for, for rookie of the year. And I've, I've been kind of keeping an eye on the uh, sort of advanced stats that have been in the corner of Evan Mobley all year. But, uh, you know, uh, Scotty's kind of creeping into the same uh, sort of realm uh, and category and overtaking him in some of those stats too. So I don't know, it'll be interesting to see, because I think it it feels like Mobley's kind of had the stranglehold on it from the very beginning of the year, but uh, the the way Scotty's been playing and and like you're saying, his, his versatility to be able to go out there and play, literally anything from the one to the five like uh it's it's we're, we're, we don't have any other players in this class uh like it and yeah he's 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 just i it's it's really cool to see how confident he's become like when he when he gets a defensive rebound now he doesn't even think about giving it up he just pushes it himself because he's his his ball handling has gotten so much better just over the course of the season um and he's been uh you know he w- one of the things i think uh, the Raptors saw in him was his facilitation ability, like his ability to see the floor. Um, and now he, uh, I, I think he's become so much more confident in just going and doing that himself, just grabbing the ball off the rim, pushing it, you know, finding uh, whether it's, you know, guys running to the rim alongside him, uh, like any of their big Siakam and Achua or, you know, shooters, like he's got a really good connection with Gary Trent, like knows when to find him um, and, and Van Vliet as well. Like, uh, I, Scotty's just been so, so impressive, uh, just recently it's, it's been insane. Um, and, uh, you know, even on a night, what, what you like about him too, on a night when he six, uh, shoots six for 21, one for five from three, he's still a really, really important presence out there. Still grabs six boards, four assists, uh, and uh, plays a team high 42 minutes. Like he, he's out there being a Swiss army knife on defense, like flying around, um, and he's just a guy you can use to plug pretty much any hole uh, yeah. on whatever, you know, side of the ball it is. Um, and that's a really, really rare quality, uh, especially in a, in a young guy to be so uh, versatile and to be able to use him in so many different ways. It's uh, it's kind of like, you know, obviously not not the the best comparison, but like that's what uh, freaking Magic Johnson did when he first got in the league. Like he, you could throw mm-hmm. him, throw him anywhere. You started at center, uh, you know, in his first NBA finals. Um, but obviously played point guard for a lot of his career. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that kind of positional flexibility works for Scotty Barnes. Like uh, as his career goes on, it's going to be super interesting yeah. um, to see like what, what his main position is going to be. Cause honestly, I I have no idea. Cause he looks so, so dangerous. Like when you put him out there as, you know, point Scotty um, you know, but then, you know, when he, when he's hitting his threes, like oh my, he, he can be kind of like a point forward, kind of like LeBron type of thing. Um, and he could be a dangerous kind of uh, four as well. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use him. And uh, I, I think having a coach like Nick nurse, who's ready to do that type of thing, like, uh, and, and, you know, is used to using guys in innovative ways is, is yeah. just like perfect for him to, to show off his skills. Um, and uh, yeah, like the, the Raptors, man, I, I think, 
they, they, they clearly want to make this push to, to hopefully overtake Cleveland, stay out of the play in. Um, I think they're, they're do, putting themselves in the best position to do that uh, with that uh, incredibly successful road trip. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, now beating Philly, who I think is trying to get, get themselves together as well. Um, and, and we should mention too, shout out Chris Boucher, uh, the uh, verticality at the end of that game, uh, well, getting yeah, elbowed yeah. in the face. Uh, I, I was so glad that that call was made because you could see right away when, when James Harden, it was, it was an offensive foul on James Harden that was uh, deemed a flagrant foul too, which, which gave the, uh, the Raptors uh, free throw and then a ball after basically securing, securing the win there at the end of the game. Um, but, you know, you could tell Boucher got hit in the face right away. He went down, was in pain. And I thought, I wasn't sure what the ref was going to do when he blew the whistle, but, but he made the right call there in the end. And James Harden, uh, Love, love, love to see him, uh, you know, fail at the end of a game. It's, uh, it's very poetic, especially this well, year. And that's so rare. The second I saw that, I'm like, I know. Oh, well, yeah, that's against, that's against the Raptors for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, they, especially late in the game, they usually get the benefit of the doubt to the offensive player, uh, especially if it's James Harden. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I think they got it right there. Boucher was going straight up, uh, like, like yeah. he likes to do. Uh, I mean, I, and I, it, it happens a lot, like, because again, you know, it's just so hard like to get those angles, especially in close, but like, uh, you know, if anyone who watches the Raptors games, you'll see like Boucher probably once a game gets called for a, a foul on a block that he cleanly gets. Yeah. And he, he always wants to review it. To be fair, he also will foul the shit out of somebody and be yeah. like, oh, come on, review that, review that. And it's like, man, look at this, <laughs> look, look, look above you. You didn't right get up. the ball. Um, but regardless, I mean, in this case, yeah, he doesn't have it. There's literally nothing he could have done. Uh, Harden, you know, leads with the push off there and yeah. then, uh, you know, clocks him. So, yeah, I'm uh, really happy that they were able to make that call. And, you know, obviously, again, uh, would have been a little bit uh, more relaxing had Boucher been able to knock down both uh, of his, yep. uh, his free throw chances instead of just, uh, you know, taking the one. And same with Scotty uh, or, or whatever the, the situation, uh, however many total free throws were taken there. Yeah, lots um, of miss- but, misses at the end. Yeah. yeah uh, and shout out to uh, Armani Brooks. Uh, oh man, hit, hit what a big three there! What a confident guy coming in, just pulling, yep. talking his shit. I loved it. Well, I mean, we, and fuck, uh, the the Raptors could use uh, any kind of outside shooting uh, that they yeah. could possibly get. So uh, again, let's see uh, the Raptors. You know, that was a tough loss against the Lakers there, West Brick. I I really do think that that was just a culmination of all the shit talk <laughs> that we've had uh, over the past, you know, a year, I guess, essentially, and it all culminates into him having a, a pretty so-so game and hitting a lucky game yeah. three instead <laughs> of breaking it off the side of the backboard again. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, we will mention a little bit more of that later on. Uh, but we're going to move it on over to a, 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 another game from uh, Sunday night, which, uh, you know, was slated to be a lot more exciting. Uh, you know, probably the, the biggest dark horse contenders, I would say, in both uh, both conferences between the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and Boston just beating the hell out of Denver. In Denver, uh, you know, with that high altitude, it's pretty rare that a team goes into yeah. Denver and blows them out. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown uh, were phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. insane. Um, and before we even get into just the, the review of the game, Jordan, I mean, with his play recently, I mean, the, the Celtics are still rising up. Uh, they're likely going to have home court advantage in the playoffs. I mean, do you think Jason Tatum's going to sneak onto some uh, MVP ballots here? Because I, I know there's going to be some sports yeah. writers in Boston that are going to probably throw him a first place uh, vote. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. No, I know. I've, I've, I've been seeing the talk kind of creep up into the, the mainstream. And I, I know the numbers say that he is uh, a candidate, but. I think you pointed it out one of our last pods that it, it it's just not a full season of work uh, yeah. that you can really get behind. Like we were, 
I, I just need people to remember, and I'm, I'm sure many people do, like what, what we were thinking about Boston at the beginning of this year when they were, um, you know, hovering just a little bit above 500. We're not even firmly in the playoff picture mm-hmm. for pretty much the first half of the season. And, and it was, uh, you know, what, oh my God, like there's Ime is really not getting the best out of these guys. Should we break up? Uh, you know, uh, Jalen yeah. Brown and Jason Tatum, like all, all of the, the, the Celtics. The ben they, Simmons drama. The, the Ben Simmons, everything, you know, Marcus Smart calling these guys out. Like it was a rough beginning of the year and it looked like another season where the Celtics were going to underachieve and maybe big changes were on the way. So, you know, all, all the credit to them for turning the season around and for Jason Tatum uh, taking a leap kind of in the middle of the season, which you don't see a lot of times, usually guys, you know, who, who make sort of big leaps, leaps skill-wise and uh, in how they understand the game. It's over an off-season, but like mm-hmm. Jason Tatum through the middle of the season just kind of figured out, uh, especially with, you know, the Celtics, again, lacking that kind of true traditional old head point guard. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's figured out when and how and, and uh, you know, in, in what way to give up the ball um, and, you know, be more of a facilitator for this team. Like you, you saw that in, even in this uh, Denver game, he had seven assists which was, uh, you know, a team high tied with Marcus Smart. But uh, you'll you'll see that way more often now than you used to. Uh, Jason Tatum yeah. with, you know, five to ten assists um, and be- becoming that uh, kind of triple threat uh, wing sort of player that that the the other great wing players in the league are. Um, and, you know, it's you got to give him credit for sure, but you, you can't give a guy an MVP for for half of a season, unfortunately. Um, you know, I yeah. think this puts him the way he's except, playing except now. For that though, Dame Lillard bubble MVP. That's that's true. I know. Well, you know, the, the way Tatum's playing now, like I can see him going forward into next year as one of the favorites for MVP for, for sure. sure. Like yeah. if he, yeah. you know, if he can if he can, uh, you know, keep this level of play up um, and put, you know, string a full season of this together, he's definitely going to be in that conversation, especially if Boston can, you know, be at the top of the East. Uh, Even but- last year, I think he he probably, had he not, uh, you know, gone down to injury last year, I think he would have been up there, uh, yeah. you know, in possible MVP talks too, but, you know, he ended up just missing too much time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yet, like for, for all the people who love stats, uh, he's always going to be, uh, you know, one of their favorites. Like uh, he, he rebounds the hell out of the ball. Um, and mm-hmm. now with those assist numbers up, he's going to be like he's going to be w- another one of those uh, guys that's, you know, 28, uh, eight and maybe not uh, up there at like eight assists like LeBron is uh, every year. But like he's he's getting close to that number, which is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, exactly what people were kind of anticipating for him for his kind of the peak of his career and he's coming into it, you know, right when you'd expect. So uh, I, I, I love Jason Tatum uh, even like more now, like that was the one thing that was kind of holding me back, honestly, like in terms of being a really big, big fan of his game, I thought he was just, his decision-making wasn't quite where you wanted it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But he's kind of really turned the corner now. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think he'll get, you know, some attention. He might make some people's MVP ballots, you know, at the end, like the fourth or fifth spot. But uh, just just not enough, uh, you know, consistent play from him uh, at this level from start to finish of the season, unfortunately. But maybe next yeah. year. Well, again, it's funny. You look over at the stats, but I mean, you just watch the game. It's uh, there's two things that were clear. Uh, one, uh, when Jokic has a bad game, the, the Nuggets are yep. so awful, so <laughs> awful. So, I mean, again, like even though I don't think he is, uh, you know, for any of the Jokic uh, MVP uh, stands out there, I mean, this is a prime example game. You can be like, look at this, look at this. He shoots poorly, and the team is fucking garbage. Yeah. Um. The the other side of things, um, 
you could tell that the, that the the Nuggets were playing horrible because Grant Williams was out there looking like a superstar, yeah. dunking yeah. on people, yeah. uh, you know, shooting the rock all right. He's for, uh, and, I love I mean, Grant Williams though, man. I was gonna say yeah, everybody on uh, on the internet loves Grant Williams. Uh, yeah. What he brings to the table is kind of a you know put put him in whenever you need him. He'll do whatever you need. Uh, I want to. I, I don't know if I've actually officially given him a shout. Javante Green over in uh, Chicago, kind of a similar player. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like I like myself some Javante um he's kind of like the uh the the walmart version um uh the poor man's version but we'll see uh but yeah i I mean you look over on the but for the nuggets it's like well like what the hell could they could they have even done here i mean like bones highland was just getting hyped up hitting a three when they were down like 25 yeah yeah. uh i I love that guy actually i think he's gonna he's gonna be good in his story his backstory i don't think so so he, he at some at one point in his life uh he jumped out of like a two-story building because it was on fire and i think he like <sighs> injured himself like him and his brother I, I i believe like his his apartment building or house uh literally was on fire and he had no choice but to jump out the window um and now you know after that insane life uh experience he's uh really really not like afraid of anything you can tell when he goes out there sure, and plays, yeah. he's completely fearless uh, and you know, a, a guy I think any team would want, but uh, cra- crazy backstory. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, it's just the roof on fire. Yeah, that might be in bad taste, but uh, it's a banger. Uh, but yeah, and then, and then Demarcus Cousins. Speaking of bangers, down low. Uh, I mean, you know, he he shot the ball like shit, but I mean, like he he's still like you can tell he has a little bit of that boogie in him. He's been he's been good. He actually there was a trend for a while uh, that uh, Denver was undefeated when they had boogie. Yeah, uh, well. He's he. I I really like what he brings to the table offensively, but defensively he's so oh, he's fucking so shit. He just yeah, walks yeah. around and looks up. He doesn't even box out anyone. Gets mad. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But offensively, if, you, if he, he could, you, if you he could just get... yell at, if he could yell at people to stop, then yeah. I think that he would be like the defensive player of the year. Oh yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. he does. He just yells, <laughs> switches, and just yells at his teammates. Like, what? Well, oh come on, man, we got we got to shift over here. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I. I I do think that this is again one of those things that people need to because I, I think the Celtics really did want to go in there and you know kind of make a statement uh with yeah. this game. Uh and, and again they're they're fighting like they're only they're they're tied with the 76ers now um for that uh, that third spot essentially. I, I think the 76ers are the tiebreaker but uh I mean the Celtics are pushing and pushing and pushing and uh they're only a half game behind number 2 uh still three and a half behind the Heat but I mean they they could easily somehow they, they could manage their way to finish in the second seed, which would be yep. so huge for them. Um, and, and it's it's just crazy to me because uh, like again we were talking about how bad they were in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and, and then on the other side, I mean, Denver is really starting to fall off here. I mean, the Clippers aren't obviously going to catch them, but the Timberwolves have been hot lately. They've yep. actually been you know kind of stringing things together. Uh, I don't know if the the Nuggets are going to be able to catch you know Denver or Utah or uh, you know de- definitely not the you know any of those the top three there even without uh, yeah. Steph you know the the Warriors there, um, but it's uh, yeah I, I think this is kind of I think Denver fans this is kind of where you're going on your denouement you're watching everything kind of trickle down uh, yeah. you can't expect Jokic to keep you in it this long uh, I I do I do think this is kind of where we're going to see the Nuggets start to take a couple more take a couple more shots to the body before you know the eventual knockout blow comes around the corner because yeah. uh, I, I i think that the, the the celtics just perfectly uh you know picked them apart they were yeah. uh they were very precise with everything that they did yes uh may great coaching there uh you know to find the openings and you know get the most out of his guys i mean like 
starting even Al Horford and Robert Williams at the same time, you usually would think uh, that's kind of a, an odd pairing, but it was perfect, uh, you know, for moving the rock. Uh, yeah. And again, when you don't have like, like Jokic is a very physical force down low, but I mean, let's be real. It's not like he's doing the Shaq tornado at anybody no. uh, to, to get his bucket. So, I mean, Robert Williams, even though he's undersized, can hold his own there. And Al Horford's, uh, he, he's the big man. I mean, he's not going like, to, he's got a little bit of a big dog in him. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, kind of a, he set the table there a little bit for Jokic uh, as a, as a yeah. passing big. Yeah. It's so, true. I, I mean, I think that that's kind of a, having a Horford matchup with him, I think is a really good match there. Um, and again, as we saw, uh, a 20 point victory could have been a lot more. I mean, they yeah. got some guys there in garbage time. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I do, like, do you think that there's any worry there for Denver fans after a game like this? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it depends. It depends how much I think, you know, Jokic and, and this team believes in themselves to go and actually make, make a little bit of a, of a run. Like I, uh, cause it, it's true. Like I, I can see them, you know, pushing here at the end of the season to avoid the play in. Um, and, you know, uh, cause you know, they're, they're hovering around, uh, you know, with the Timberwolves around that sixth spot. And I could see them cause it's the fucking Timberwolves. I can see them just as easily falling down into the sure, play in yeah. uh, at, at that seventh spot. So I can see them securing, uh, you know, the, the sixth seed and then against a team, whether it is the Warriors or even the jazz or, or the Grizzlies, like, I think it'll be tough, but I don't think Jokic is scared of anyone. So it, no, it'll just, no. it'll, it'll, I, I think really just depend on, on how much they, they want it this year, because, you know, I, I think sometimes teams, uh, you, you can have a good regular season and, you know, be, be, you know, into kind of the story of, of what your, your guys are doing. But if you don't have that self-belief that you're really going to go that deep, uh, you can see guys um, and teams kind of just bow out a little early because they, they, they know that it's going to be, you know, too much energy. They're going to need to expend to, yeah. to beat these, these more kind of heavyweight teams. But, you know, we'll see if, if Denver gets um, any of their guys back, uh, whether that's MPJ or, or, or Murray, like if, if those guys are, uh, you know, willing and, and ready to, to come back come playoff time. Uh, I, I would, I would just be worried if I'm one of these, you know, top teams in the West uh, to, to go up against a, a Jokic, uh, you know, when, when he's feeling it, because um, it, it was a bad showing last night. Um, but, you know, if, if their shooters are hitting um, and, you know, you've got uh, Jokic invigorated and, and ready to go and, you know, he's having, you know, his game is on too. They're, they're still a dangerous team. But I, I think you're right. You're 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 seeing now towards the end of this season, um, you know, from from Jokic's kind of point of view that you know he he knows as much as anyone how much they fall apart when he's off the floor, um, and it's going to be a a tough a tough kind of sell to to you know to convince him to go out there, um, you know, as much as I think he's going to want to, but you know, to convince his own fucking body uh, to go out there and yeah, yeah. play the minutes required to actually go and upset somebody. So it is going to be tough. You're you're seeing you know the the end product of a long season of a, you know, a lot of heavy minutes he's had to play. Um, and it's, it's going to be a bit of an up, uphill climb, but I'm, I'm still scared uh, if I'm any of those top teams uh, in the West, especially if you, you know, don't have a big guy to match up well with him because uh, he, he can just pick you apart. So we'll, we'll see how much, you know, the, the supporting cast, whether that's, you know, Gordon and Barton and, and Morris and all these guys can kind of elevate their game if they can at all in the playoffs. Uh, Cause that'll kind of de determine where they go as well. But I, I think it'll be big for the nuggets to avoid the play in too, for that reason, not, not have those extra games to have to deal yeah. with uh, you know, but before they start their run, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. Well, I mean, uh, again, it was a, uh, <laughs> 
the, the, the Nuggets, more bad news on that front. I mean, Jamal Murray, apparently he's going to be uh, not coming back anytime soon, even yeah. though they activated him <laughs> to the G League. They still, they want to be like, ah, oh, we're actually just doing this kind of to get ahead of this. So, uh, you know, a bit of disappointing news there, but yeah. again, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see him soon. Uh, but uh, now to, to move on to the, the, the last game we're going to talk about from the, the Sunday slate. Uh, and, and for once, we're actually talking about this team without having to just preface it with uh, we have a $50 bet on them, uh, you know, <laughs> This was kind of a big game for two teams that are kind of jockeying to try and move up in the, the playing standings. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the one team, you know, I, I really wanted to just chat about because they've really, really fallen from grace this year. And I, I, I there's just so many fundamental issues with them. And, you know, that's the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they, they took the loss. They had a really nice comeback there uh, in New Orleans uh, to, to try and make this in, or in uh, Atlanta, pardon me, uh, yeah. against New Orleans uh to you know try and make this uh this one interesting but uh at the end of the day there was just all the issues that happened to be with the hawks all were so glaringly obvious in this game um you know trey young uh he does his thing you know shoots decently uh you know 21 and 10 uh gallinari is playing 41 minutes (laughs) Um, which I didn't even realize until literally the second, just checking over the box score. But yeah, uh, like, and, and he was decent for them. Like, he definitely, like, uh, he was a good player. Their best yeah. offensive player, probably. Like, he was, uh, yeah, uh, team high in points. Like, he he, he was going off vintage Nats and ankles. Uh, but the, so here's here's my point though. Here's the two things that like I I that need to be addressed. Uh, one first thing when Clint Capella is off the floor. The, the, they have no interior defense no. whatsoever. People walk into yep. there. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas looked like Nikola Jokic. I know. He was diming guys up. It yep. was I, I I couldn't believe it. It was every single. That's how the lead went. Like Clint, Clint Capella goes off for you know four minute rest, five minute rest, yep. and then the score shot. They're skyrocketed. Yep. Uh, and, and it's like, well, what what the hell is there even for these guys to do? Like uh, I actually like a Kongwu. But again, when he's a, a six nine, like uh, you know, paint defender, eventually you're just too small. There's only so much verticality uh, and strength you can use. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you know, one, letting up points in the paint—that's the easiest way to lose a game. Uh, yeah. No, no interior defense. Uh, and then second of all, you know, we 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 actually we almost talked about it, but again, we just didn't care to because the the Hawks have been so mediocre this year, especially when you compare them to you know how close they got to you know the NBA Finals last year. For God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Um. The Atlanta Hawks, the the team doesn't really believe in them either. Like I, I think yeah. there's no chance that they even make the playoffs this year. I think the Hornets uh, probably mollywop them because I think the Hornets actually care. Uh, yeah. 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 Together here, uh, their their announcers will be screaming from the, the, the booth, <laughs> and they'll be hearing it. They'll be one to to show up for them. But um, you know. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich even came out uh, about a month ago saying that this team, they lost their identity. They have no identity. Yeah. Nobody, they're, they're not the same team, even though it's literally the exact same team. So yeah, I don't know what is going to be coming out maybe in the off season about some of this, or, or maybe they're just missing like that kind of key leader. Or I, I, I don't, I honestly don't know what the, 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 the root of the, the, all the problems here is for Atlanta. Yeah. But man, like what a like what a disappointing year, and I think this game just really, really encapsulated it. Like a game that they, you really need to start making this push. You really need to start trying to get these wins. Because I mean, yeah. even the Wizards aren't that far off. They no. really aren't that far. Like they and, and with Porzingis, you know, playing pretty well. I mean, they got the dub over the Lakers uh, the other night. I mean, we're gonna have to see. Like, it, it, there's not even a guarantee they make it to the plan at this point. So I, I, yeah. I just want to get your take. Like, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the game, but like. 
what where do the hawks go from here i don't know what the, the hawks they're they're really annoying though like to to listen to them say earlier in the year i think it was trey young who who said it but guys kind of um I, I think agreed with the sentiment they're like you know it's, it's boring now in the regular season it's hard to get up for these games and it's like shut the fuck up like atlanta <laughs> you 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 played the knicks okay who uh we all realize now are a bit of a joke uh even last yeah. year uh, you you know you're playing against a team led by Julius Randle as much as he tricked us all into thinking he was uh, you know an MVP. Yeah, that money. Um, he uh, you know that that wasn't that impressive in hindsight. And then you beat the imploding 76ers, uh, who probably you know were were going to beat themselves no matter what. Uh, you know now that we're seeing that in hindsight as well. Um, yeah. And then yeah, you took some off the Hawks a couple games, but or not the Hawks, the uh, the Bucks. But uh, you know I think everyone knew uh, that the Bucks were always going to you know win that series. Like you, and you that was. Giannis going down yeah exactly you you look back at that run and it's like okay you know I I know you guys have have big heads about this but they're you know the in the years leading up to that you were a a bit of a joke franchise and you Trey Young were thought of as uh, a guy who uh just you know couldn't couldn't win uh didn't have uh you know the the necessary kind of intangibles um and we're just a guy a classic guy who put up you know good stats on on a bad team not my Um, all-star and and now we're 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 kind of going back to that. They've just kind of reverted completely back to to that type of team again. Uh, no no team identity. Absolutely horrible defense, uh, top to bottom. Um, and you know without Collins now, they've just got Trey Young running around trying to score against uh, Herb Jones. Good luck against uh, you know oh, yeah. long rangy Herb, who you know started off on Trey and this one and, and really made it difficult for him. And um, and, the, and the New Yorker. Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft, uh, Grand Theft Alvarado. Oh yeah, man! Uh, shout out by the he said, uh, yeah. The he, he said uh, he said Trey Young still didn't go to Dykeman. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love Alvarado. He's he's the man. Uh, but you know, like for for Atlanta, if Gallinari, if Danilo Gallinari in twenty twenty two is your leading scorer, like you're that's that that's not a good sign you know i yeah. know i know they he, he kind of took advantage of that matchup against jackson hayes um he took he 21 to, shots yeah well, I know. it was it was not used to you know keeping up with uh, a player like gallinari but but still like uh and as much as you know trey young did put up his, his 21 and 10 but five for 14 like I, I i just don't think he affected the game that much honestly like he he hit his deep three no. there at the end yeah. to bring them back but he's still just such a liability on defense um and really wasn't doing much uh he he's kind of sneakily a guy uh kind of like these other players that we uh criticize for not doing that much off the ball like if trey young doesn't have the ball uh he can be an okay spot up shooter sometimes but he's really not a guy who's going to be proactive you know set screens for other guys like people always make the steph comparison but he's never gonna get anywhere close to that if he doesn't start moving off the ball and doing other things like steph does like if you watch steph literally never stops moving whether he has the ball or not um, and he gives the ball up early and, and often. Um, so it's, I don't know. And, you know, Bogdanovich tried to, you know, come out and, and, and do his best kind of offensively. But uh, again, another guy who shoots eight for 18, he, he had 21, some big shots down the yeah. stretch, but just a lot of guys who just don't fit that well together. They have, they have too many, too many of the same type of guy and Kevin Herter, who I was kind of high on coming into this year after that yep, same really here, good yep. game seven. Uh, you know, against the uh, the 76ers last year and okay playoffs, zero points in this one, uh, you know, an, an offer from the field and from three, like it's it, it, Atlanta. I, I just, it, it's, I, I always kind of held out hope towards the end of the season uh, that they could get it back together and be a dangerous uh, team. But I, I agree with you that even if they make the play in, which there's no guarantee that they will, 
they're they're going to be whooped by somebody like they just don't have especially without yeah. john collins uh too for for you know we're, we're not exactly sure how long um and you know what it'll look like when he gets back but uh it's they're they're just going to get destroyed by someone because their defense is just horrible it, yeah Jonas looked yeah. like fucking uh, the best big man in the league last night yep. he was hitting uh, everything not far off and uh it's uh <laughs> It's it's rough. Good. Sorry, yeah. Atlanta. It's it's been a pretty see the season from hell for you guys, honestly. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Herter should also and Duncan Robinson. They should fight to the death. <laughs> yeah, they should. Uh, there's no there's no room for uh, an overpaid white shooter uh, <laughs> on, on two different teams. Um, uh, yeah, and, and John Collins being out obviously probably a, a, a good reason why you know Gallinari is taking these shots, but yeah. still, uh, I mean, uh, you you got the, the coaching staff has to you know figure out a way to get more out of their bench unit uh, yeah. if, if in this situation. Cause again, like you can't run him 41 minutes. He's just an old man. Like yep. it's, it's 2022. It's not 2002. I mean, I uh, it's, it, it's a little bit insane. Um, and and then one last thing just before we, you know, we talk about the Pelicans, the actual winners of this, like they're the, the Hawks are so disappointing and so mediocre. I forgot that they even had Lou Williams. Yeah. I, I, I every time I watch a Hawks <laughs> game, I think that he gets subs in and then it's like Lou Williams. I'm like, Oh yeah, he did yeah. retire. They he got traded for it was a really weird. I'm trying to remember who it was that they gave up to get uh, Lou Williams, but it was right before the playoffs. And I was like, yeah, that last year. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like everyone, I was kind of like, why would they do that? But okay. Um, and then yeah, I, I, and then the other question was, I mean, moving Cam Reddish, and I mean, he played yep. decently for the Knicks, and then went they deactivated him. Another yep. joke for you guys. Uh, so all in all, it's it's just. Very, uh, very concerning. I think if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, I mean, uh, maybe you should bring back those ugly ass neon jerseys that you had for like two years yeah. that you were in a mix and match and then got rid of. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I was ahead of all this Trey Young slander that I guarantee is going to be coming uh, very <laughs> soon in droves. Uh, it wasn't my all-star starter. It wasn't an all-star to me at all. Uh, and I even called yeah, it you know, maybe a good take. He can be an exceptional player. Um, offensively, but that's all he's ever going to be. He's never, I don't, I don't see him being like a, a number one guy in a championship team. He's, he's yeah. so limited in so many other ways, physically. Uh, I, I think mentally his game hasn't developed yet as well. Uh, I mean, as much as he gets, uh, you know, all these, uh, uh, high assist numbers and shit. I mean, it's literally just him going pick and roll. And it's like, you know what? If you have uh, Capella and John Collins, you can just lob that shit up to. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good pick and roll situation because he he is a great shooter. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I, I don't see Trey Young you know being uh, taking his team to another conference finals uh, you know uh, anytime soon. Well, it's funny. It's funny how the narratives switch so quickly. Like last year in the fucking playoffs. Uh, when they were in the middle of that deep run and, and Luka Doncic was, you know, sitting at home on another first round exit, you know, uh, at the hands of the, uh, the, the Clippers, it's, you know, that people are talking about, Oh, should maybe, maybe the, the trade is, is more even after all, you know, I'd no, rather have Trey Young who's, actually. People who said that was were dumb. <laughs> and so now you, yeah, but you know, it's, it, they, you could at least see kind of where the point was coming from in that, you know, Trey Young already had a much deeper playoff run under his, you know, belt and on his resume than, than Luca. But you look at them again this year and it, the comparison's not even, you know, fair to yeah. make, like it, it's very, very clear who you'd rather have. Um, and it's, 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 it's funny the difference a year can make, but you know, for Atlanta, like the, this has got to be a, a, a bit of a wake up call for not only the players, but like the front office. Like, I don't think again, as much as I liked the pairing, you know, kind of, I don't think John Collins and Trey young is your ticket to a championship. Like Trey yeah. young. No. Uh, obviously I, I, I don't think they're going to consider trading anytime soon, but John Collins, 
when he gets back, if I was them, I would I would rehab him, get get him back on the yeah. floor, get him looking as good as possible, and then ship his ass out uh, with with a few of these other guys for a fucking good, competent defender. I don't care at really what level, but you got to put uh, Trey Young uh, alongside a guy who can defend, um, and you know, hopefully play both sides of the ball. Like I, I think there, you, you'd get a pretty decent haul for John Collins, depending on who you could talk into, uh, you know, taking him on, but. Sure. Uh, and depending on who else you throw in the deal, but I, I think that's that's got to be your way forward because um, as much as you know they they had a good season last year and you don't want to, I, I I guess you know overreact to their bad play this year. Yeah. I think there's enough of a sample size to to know that something something with this core is just not right. You got to shake it up. Yeah, you know, obviously keep Trey Young at the center of it, but uh, him with all these other shooters kind of offensive first minded guys and, and John Collins, who's been super inconsistent. It's just not a winning formula. So they, no, they, no. they're going to have to change things up this off season for sure. Well, I just love, you know, yeah. Playoff success. That's all that matters. Okay. So yeah. Trey Young's better than Luca. Robert yeah. Horry's better than Jordan. And <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just call it a day. Right. I mean, yeah. that, uh, if that, that's what, that's how we're going to determine this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And then before we go off uh, onto uh, some of the last things we're going to talk about in the podcast here, uh, I, even though he had a shitty game, um, I do want to shout out Trey Murphy. That guy's going to be a fucking stud. I think yeah. he's going to be really good uh, in, in a couple of years. And then of course, you know, the man himself, Herb, who, you know, Herbie. in such a deep rookie class. I mean, there is space here. Herb Jones, I think he'll make all all rookie for sure. He yeah, could squeeze teams. on. He could squeeze on of all 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 rookie first team. I honestly do think like his yeah. his numbers he's, don't jump out. But for anyone who watches the Pelicans, he's a beast. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be a hell of a defender coming up. Like he's going to terrorize some teams. That was a great get, and he can uh, shoot it a little bit. Like he can actually yeah hit, yeah hit, yep. hit some shots all the way up to three. And you know he. He can uh, handle the ball a little bit too. He's just so so long and very athletic, and rangy. Yeah, really, really good pickup uh, by the Pelicans. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he goes again. If he had some muscle on him, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he could be uh, he could be a bit of a beast uh, in the next couple of years. So uh, yeah, great ad there. Uh, and then to uh, to to move on here, uh, one of the last uh, things we're going to talk about here. Uh, of course, history was made over the weekend, uh, that Lakers and Wizards game that, uh, you know, the Lakers uh, ended up losing. Uh, but, you know, that's not the, the important part. You know, LeBron James moving into the uh, the all time ranking spot of uh, number two in points scored uh, yeah. regular season, uh, you know, now just trailing uh, Captain Kareem. Uh, it, it's I mean, as people have been saying, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll beat the horse to death here with it. Uh, but, you know, whenever you can pass Carl Malone in, uh, you know, anything <laughs> and kind of make him a little bit less relevant, that's always going to be good in my books. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's it was it's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like it was almost not talked about. Like, I feel like because it's LeBron, like people really just are like, yep, second all time. That makes sense. Like, because nobody even cares. We're just waiting for him to hit number one because we yeah. know it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's almost a. Uh, a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's now it's just going to be, you know, uh, how long is it going to take? Like he's still, he's still got a, a ways to go. Like Kareem's up there, but like, I, I don't think it's like, I think LeBron is going to be closer to 40,000 by the end of this. I think it, yeah. he'll probably hit that 40 K mark. Yeah. And, and that'll be, that'll be insane uh, to, to think that, you know, someone will beat Kareem's record by that much. Cause I agree with you that he will, uh, you know, cause a lot of people thought uh, it's a record that just wouldn't be broken uh, you know, because people's careers, like even back in the nineties just didn't go on long enough for it to be really a possibility. But LeBron yeah. James has completely changed the game in that respect, you know, longevity wise. And, and yeah, I, I, it didn't feel like that many people were talking about it. It was weird that it happened against Washington. I, I heard people 
um, you know, talking about, cause you know, the, the Lakers play in Cleveland today uh, on Monday, like people uh, sort of saying he should sit it out and, and go for the record uh, in Cleveland. Cause that would be very well, who fitting. Cares? It's second. Um, no, well, exactly. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But uh, you know, it's, to, to, to even pass Carl Malone, who's, you know, been securely in that spot again, you know, since the nineties, uh, you know, yeah. Kobe couldn't do it. Dirk couldn't do it. These kind of more modern guys who, um, you know, had the chance to sort of climb the, the, the leaderboard in, in, in all time points scored. Um, and it's, it, it's still an impressive, uh, you know, feat. Um, uh, I agree with you. I'm glad Carl Malone's getting knocked down. Hopefully he gets knocked down a few more pegs, uh, as time goes on, we'll see, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's it is it is weird because when it comes to like stats and LeBron, like if it was someone else, I think it would have been more of a big deal. We we just have all seen this coming now for for so long. And even when he passes Kareem, I, I know it will be a big deal. But like I'm thinking back to when he tech like when when he technically got the record of most points ever when you combine uh, you know playoffs and regular season. I didn't feel like people cared uh, really all that much, uh, honestly. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. uh, we talked about a little bit, but uh, I, I, we, we never really talk about that record. Like I, I couldn't have even to, have told you at that point who was like the all-time points leader, um, you know, overall. Cause I, we, mm-hmm. we normally just look at the, you know, the regular season. Which uh, is stupid too. Yeah. Guys, I honestly like thinking about it, it should, should be more important, uh, you know, with the, you know, the, the mix 100%, of both. Um, so, 100%. Uh, you know, he's, he's already there. He's already the points King. Um, he's, he's going to be, and you know, I I'm interested too, to see how, how high he can, cause like scoring, I I, I know uh, scoring's the, you know, he's, he's going to get there hundred percent, but um, I'm interested to see how high he'll be at the end of the day on the rebounding and assists, uh, you know, all time lists too. Cause he's yep. uh, going to, you know, be able to potentially uh, sneak into like the top 10 in both of those, you know, depending on how, how things go. And yeah, uh, I, th- I think he be, might be 10th now in assists. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's up there. He's, he's right Maybe around not in rebounds. There, yeah. Cause you know, re- yeah, there's, rebounds, there's... he's a little farther, but I saw something. Yeah. It was like a, one of those weird odd comparisons where it's like, if you take the value of uh, points, rebound, like where they rank points, rebounds and assists, uh, yeah. then LeBron is like above Kareem slightly. Cause Kareem's like one in one, like one in uh, points, three in rebounds, I believe. Uh, yeah. But then he's like, really like 50 something yeah, or something like that whereas lebron's like uh 210 and like 35 or something crazy yeah, but yeah, again, yeah. like it uh, yeah Le- lebron's definitely regardless he's going to be up there in all three yeah 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 I, i'm realizing yeah all the, all the big man he's, he's probably not going to crack crack top top 10 and rebounds but uh like he'll he'll you know maybe maybe top 20 i who knows i'll have to look at the numbers but like the the way he's going to finish uh you know at the end of his career is going to be uh, you know, fucking insane to be mm-hmm. literally considered one of the best at each of those categories is, uh, is going to be, uh, you know, obviously something we've never seen before and really bolster his case as, you know, the, the best to ever do it for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just kind of weird that it happened on a random night, uh, in Washington at the end of the season of, again, yeah. of course, the Lakers still lose the fucking game, give up 127 yeah, yeah. points, uh, to the wizards. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to also be weird though, too, like when, when I inevitably have to have this debate, uh, you know, with, with brawn sexuals like you and, uh, you know, every, every, everyone else. I'm definitely internet. not that far, but <laughs> go on. But uh, just about this, this season where he's passing all these records and kind of, again, cementing himself as this great player, but who, you know, whose team might not even make it out of the, the play in, you know, we'll see who's, who's losing along the way. Who's, what is it? 11 games under 500. Um, which again, I'm not saying it's even LeBron James's fault. I mean, he put up 38, 10 and six for God's sake, um, yeah. you know, shot four for 10 from three. Like it's not his fault this year, but it's just an interesting, 
interesting that it's happening in this type of season. Like I think more people would be more hyped about it and it would be more of a thing if the oh, Lakers sure. weren't having such a disappointing yeah. season. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's going to be uh, very, yeah, I'm going to, I'm looking forward to to see how this season is talked about uh, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done. Cause uh, as we've said many times, I don't think the Lakers uh, are, are going to be making any sort of deep, deep playoff push this year. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, one, the NBA and the the media surrounding it, they have to talk about LeBron. We have to talk about LeBron just because yeah. it, it's LeBron James. Um, so, I mean, when the team's so shit, it's like, oh, my God, let's just please just pray and wait for him to be breaking more and more accolades because it's yeah. a way that they can excuse a little bit of a loophole yeah. to, to talk about him and his shitty-ass team. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the uh, the other end of things, it's pretty – like the, uh, I don't know if you've really considered this too. Like, I mean, you, you were mentioning, you know, like, uh, you know, how, how crazy it's going to be, you know, down the line it's going to be a lot like just as long as it took someone to break kareem's record i think it's just going to be taking just as long oh, yeah. as someone to break it's going to be now, fucking hard. longer uh because, maybe you know, luca like maybe luca but even he, then like some of these guys they come into the league if they're already 20 i mean yeah, like coming yeah, in the, because lebron came in 18 years old yep uh yep. and that was a huge boost right yeah. Uh, it's hard to find there's gonna it's, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a player ever even with you know how so we've learned how to, you know, manage uh, injuries and, you know, recoup and find ways to, you know, get the most out of an athlete's body uh, before it goes. I mean, again, LeBron, a prime example of that. Uh, it's going to be hard to find someone who's going to be able to play 20 years at a high level all yeah. the way through. Um, and no major and, injuries. Yeah, exactly. And just keep going and going and going like uh, to put it into perspective. So uh, Kevin Durant is about 12,000 points behind LeBron yeah. James <laughs> and uh, he's 34. Yeah. So it's like Kevin Durant's going to be around top 10 and that's pretty much it. Like, I don't think Kevin Durant even breaks it makes it top five. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the exact numbers of the, the possibility there, um, but like, I, I don't think it's close. So yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting to, you know, for me to think like, you know, this could be like, people really do need to, you know, it, it is huge history. And I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, people are going to have to like remember and know for, for a long, 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 long time. Uh, yep. But again, to, to your, your credit and all the other guys, I'm sure listening right now that are, uh, are, are MJ fans. Uh, I mean, Michael MJ. Jordan got to the top five and he played what uh, I'm just talking like about 15 my head, like, seasons. I believe well, I was going to say, I was going to say five less seasons or yeah. something other than uh, <laughs> yeah. the LeBron will end up right now. Yeah. With. yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty insane, uh, you know, on both sides of that. And I, I'm sure that that argument will will never die. Uh, I mean, as much yeah. as we might want it to. But uh, again, congrats to the, to the king getting number two all time regular season scoring. And you're uh, number you know, two, LeBron. Yeah, well done. exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if you can uh, surpass the real goat Kareem uh, and uh, and get up there. Uh, and the just last thing like it's crazy just before you move on. It's crazy just yeah, to yeah. think about. 40,000 points. Like if he gets there, just that number of points, like I know, like uh, whatever period of time it is, but that is so many fucking points. I know that's yeah. oh, you know, yeah. a, a, a kind of lazy take on my part right now, but just thinking about it, it's fucking crazy. That's, that's oh, yeah. insane. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely something that, you know, again, as we say, you just got to try to live in that moment, not take it uh, too, yeah. too much for granted, uh, which, you know, I think that, especially for LeBron, a lot of people are going to, cause you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's not every, every generation you get a guy like this, no. uh, especially, especially plays at this, this, uh, this level. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, the, I, I, I was going to introduce it. I, I almost thought about just like ending the podcast early fucking the <laughs> Sacramento Kings. Whoa. whoa, uh, okay, yeah, The band, 
yeah, the band's or the shun, whatever you want to call it, is kind of lifted right now. Uh, just so we can just, yeah, we're just end it. Like, like Dwight's ending office, it. He's exactly. And we're, yeah, yeah, we're going forward. Um, but yeah, we just need to end this with the last talk we'll have about them for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, they're going down with the, uh, the, with an injury. So he's out for the rest of the year. Uh, the, the pickup they made, Demona Sabonis, the trade deadline that was supposed to make them, you know, try and have a play in push, <laughs> not a playoff, a play in push. Uh, he, he's got a, he's got to go get an MRI done. So he might be out extended time. Uh, they haven't been like literally just as bad slash good, depending on the way you want to look at it here. Like there's been no improvement since uh, they made nope. that trade for Tyrese Halliburton. They gave up more assets to get a player who is older and maybe doesn't even fit your system as well uh, mm-hmm. in Sabonis. And everyone, like everyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows I love Sabonis. Yep. But like me too. What the fuck? Like what, what, what do you expect him to be able to do with this franchise that is so up their own ass have no idea what the hell they're doing. And this Vivek guy that owns them, I've seen that he's interested. He wants to purchase Chelsea, the, oh, Jesus the, the Premier League team, because, uh, you know, he was owned by a, a Russian guy. Who oh, yeah, he's selling sell. it. So uh, uh, I've, I've heard he's interested. It. If that happens, the Chelsea's never going to win yeah, uh, sorry. Know, the, the, the cup ever again. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it, which is, yeah. So anyone who's listening to soccer fan, uh, you know, our, our footy fan, I should say, uh, <laughs> yeah, lo- look out for uh, him to fuck up your entire life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at my wits end here with Sacramento. Like, I really wish that they would just relocate to Seattle, yeah. total management switch, uh, or Vegas, just somewhere else. I think well, if any team's going to be moved. I, I know we've talked about the Pelicans before, but this, the Kings are cursed. This is fucking horrible. Well, like they just they wanted to make this this play in push, right? Like in theory, would you like the two the only two teams below them in the West, the Thunder and the Rockets? Would you even trust the Kings to beat either of them in a playoff series? Like, I think, like, even though it's, you know, yeah. Shy and all the boys, I think the Thunder could legitimately beat the Kings. And I think the Who Rockets would even 20 have... 20 and 12? Yeah, yeah and I, I think the Rockets would even have a chance. Uh, you know, we, sure. they've still got Christian Wood if they got everybody up for it. Like, the Kings are just bad, even when they're trying to make these, you know, uh, trades, uh, shipping out their, 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 their best player, um, at least, you know, going forward, projected to be their best player, Tyrese Halliburton, the, the one kind of draft move you seem to have made uh, correctly over the past 20 years or whatever it's been. Um, you ship him out yeah, to, to get better and are not even markedly better than your team was with him. And I can't yeah. even see you can't even see you competing with these other teams. Like I I think the Kings uh, like <sighs> I, I don't even know what to say. I, th- I feel like that's this, it's been a it's been good that we've banned the talk because there is no talk to even well, know, it just talk bums about. me out. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah. And you know, Darren Fox, uh, he's, he's averaging 23 points per game this year, you know, seemingly, you know, by the numbers having an okay season, but not, he does not look like uh, a guy who's, who's happy playing the game of basketball at all. Like he, I think he yeah. would be very happy to leave almost everyone on this, on this roster. Like, could you imagine if, te- if this team wasn't in California, like if it was a cold weather, weather city no, yeah, or something, yeah, it would be, yeah. Uh, they, they would have already moved like f- five years ago or something like it. It's, it's, 
it's I, I don't know what they, to say. I also I think don't they, know what to say. Like it's it's not like they even get anything in free agency either. It's like no. pretty much the if you do sign anyone, it's like, oh, this guy's from the like the California area. He didn't get yeah. to go to the Lakers, the the Clippers weren't interested, the Warriors yeah. weren't touching them, so you get to go to the Kings now. I, I know um, it's 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 ridiculous. And you now have traded away like your 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 future basically uh, in, yeah. in Halliburton. I know you still have Davion Mitchell, but uh, he he's not he a good game uh, last night. He did. He did. You know, he, he's he's a bright spot, uh, you know, going forward for them. But like all, all these these pickups they've made, you know, getting DiVincenzo and, you know, you've you've got uh, again just to pick up Sabonis for for what? Like why? Like you're just push kicking yeah. the can down the road um, uh, on this uh, team that's destined now still to be mediocre, still bottom of the bottom of the West, no matter how you slice it. Um, but you have no kind of. You, you've you've traded away your 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 kind of bright hope going forward uh you know when you actually finally had one like it just yeah. it makes no sense at all and even if this this experiment had gone right and they were trending upwards and going to be in the play-in they were just going to get one playoff or play-in game and, and and get whooped likely and then um be be sitting at home so you know it doesn't even matter and now at least maybe they'll have another chance uh to to get uh someone decent in the draft this year but Knowing the Kings, they're going to get, uh, you know, pass up on a clearly better guy for some some random that's not going to fit and, and going to be a bust. That's that's well, what the Kings do. So I, I honestly, yeah, I feel horrible for anyone that gets drafted by Sacramento because at the end of the day, you look at some of the talent they've had and they've been in, they've had the chances to build around. I mean, but the only guy that I can think of that they really forced uh, and I mean, they didn't draft him, but they gave up a first round pick to get him uh, and they wanted to move up into the draft to draft him originally uh, like Buddy Heald. Yeah. Uh, like that was such a weird pickup for them to to want because it was, you know, uh, just a shooter. He was a senior coming out of college. Uh, yeah. You know, it w- wasn't like he was uh, this this young pup. Uh, and it turned out he was even older than he actually was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it, they've just made so much shit. And, and again, my the way I always go and look back on it is, you know, if you had primed Marcus Cousins and you couldn't manage to make the playoffs once, yep. I don't. And you had, and it wasn't even like he had, those were bad teams uh, overall. I mean, like they had teams where it was Rudy Gay and Isaiah Thomas there. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and a lot of other solid like NBAers that there were, there was no, and there was a couple of years, you know, they finished around there like uh, ninth and 10th. Um, yeah. But, but like that, this was before, you know, Boogie was getting injured. And then they, again, the way they were, the way they end up handling that, you know, they trade Boogie right after the all-star game. Like it, yeah. they've never handled anything professionally. They've never been able to get the right coach. They always bring in the wrong guy. They never like fire them at the right point. They never, it, it, again, as I've said before, you know, I, I'm done harping on the team. This is all the management. This is yeah. 100% the front office. And until they sell the ownership group, like, I mean, I don't know how much influence, uh, you know, you've got over there, Shaq. Like, if you're just doing this to troll them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you should sell your, uh, just cut your losses and sell out and, uh, you know, see where you can go from here. Because, yeah, I'm, he'd be I'm done with about the Kings. He'd, again. he'd call them the Queens. He'd change their name to the Queens because that's what. Uh, hey, that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, but- I'm, I'm cool with that. It's I, I think we can call it like I think now with, uh, you know, with the Suns now not a joke franchise anymore. The Timberwolves actually, you know, they've secured a winning season yep. for, I think, the first time since 05. The Knicks, even as bad as they are, at least they made the playoffs last year. They were they uh, had home court advantage, for God's sake. Uh, I think Sacramento is yep. the worst. You can call it the worst uh, franchise in the NBA. And I think it's you know, it, it's been that way for a while, but there's been other kind of teams in competition with it and also in the conversation but i think 
Sacramento is clearly just, you know, they're, they're in the worst way. They haven't made the playoffs in God knows how long. I don't even remember what the record is anymore. What is it like 17 years or something? 16 years. Um, it's, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's, I think uh, it's maybe the longest in North American uh, pro sports. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and like, I, you have to be really bad for like, and not, not that I'm that old, but for me, not even to have any memory of like you as a good team, like it's gotta be pretty bad. Like almost every other franchise I can at least think of, you know, at some point them being good when I watched basketball or at least decent or respectable, the Kings have been on bottom of the barrel for, you know, you you have to go back to that like early two thousands. Um, and you know, I I was a little baby. I wasn't Mm -hmm. watching, uh, you know, basketball then. And, uh, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's tough. We, we, we got nothing else to say, uh, really. And, and, you know, the, the worst part of it, the worst part is you, not only do you trade Tyrese Halliburton, a guy who is, uh, a, a young, you know, stud people who, uh, you know, it's clear to see, uh, what type of player, you know, the potential that he has and how he can turn a franchise around. Uh, not only is he that and you trade him away, but he's a guy who like cried was like legitimate, legitimately upset when you traded him who didn't want to leave. Yeah. He wanted to be in Sacramento and build it up you know, from the ground with you, who, you know, was already putting, you know, uh, roots down in the community, like of all the times to be like, okay, we're, we're going to pull the, the, the trigger in and make this trade. Like it made zero sense at all. Like he was actually, uh, you know, of all the, you know, the, the guys we're talking about who probably would be happy to get out of there. Tyrese Halliburton wanted to be there. Like it made zero sense. So, yeah, so yeah. stupid, so stupid. You're, 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 you're idiots, Sacramento. Just go to Seattle, Seattle Kings. Yeah. Sounds fine to me. Let's bring back the Supersonics. Fuck Supersonics, it. yeah, um, they're, 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 that's a goat name. We should bring that back for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I I, I don't think yeah, you know, I don't blame any Sacramento fans for wanting to jump any bandwagons and uh, you know go go just get out of there. Yeah, just you have a free yeah ass, free uh, ticket. Go be a Warriors fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's yeah. not that the drive's not that long. Um, just just do it. Uh, I, I won't be mad this this one time. You yeah. deserve it. One hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 they're the only ones with the past. Yeah. Um, but uh, everybody else, sign up for your free pass of Big Dog Ball Talk on social media. Yeah, that's by following right. us at Big Dog Ball Talk. It's that easy, exclusive uh, membership, uh, and we'll let you in for free. Uh, only the first 100 people. Uh, so uh, go ahead and get in on that. Uh, th- th- there's no <laughs> bonus in it for you, but there's a bonus in it for us. Uh, so get in on that uh at big dog ball talk uh and again everybody thank you so much for all of your support keep hitting download rating us five stars or whatever the hell you feel like rating us just uh you know you better back up that rating if uh, it's anything less yeah. uh but again we want to hear from you guys reach out to us on social media at big dog ball talk and uh again this has been matt icorn with jordan flegel and as my good friend jordan always says uh grow your own food okay i'm, I'm really passionate about Bro. this matt matt did you know you can take uh, you know, so you get a pepper from the store, you get a little seed. Do you know what a seed is, Matt? Have you ever heard of this before? Yeah, I've seen a seed, them. you put it in. I, I usually, like a sunflower seed, and I spit That's it all right. over your lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it in the soil, it'll grow you, uh, you know, a, a new pepper for free. What do you think about that, Matt? You want to give it a try? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, we, uh, we've done a little bit of, uh, of growing around here as well. Very good. Uh, when it comes to that stuff, I mean, we live in a freaking a condo, so I mean, uh, it's a little bit harder to do. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's but you can a, do it, uh, though. Not even for the... 
it's not even for like the fun of it it's more so it's like if you're kind of on your broke grind right now it's that's like, right it's kind of nice you just box and you'll end up getting this weird shitty looking version of a vegetable yeah. that you yeah. uh yeah, then you're like this doesn't look right and it's like well that's probably what it's supposed to look like the stuff you eat is genetically modified but it's that's like right. you know what who even cares uh i'm genetically modified i'm a fucking certified freak at this point <laughs> um seven days a week uh but yeah i i do think that sometimes yeah you got to get your green thumb on yeah yeah do it people free food free food the earth will provide thank you i'm a spiritual guy now that's how we'll end it yeah the guru the guru yeah guru you make people. it clap <laughs>